Hey y'all, this is Brian Potter and I am a Shelly Spears and welcome to the Space of Grace podcast. This podcast is for everyday people like us, regardless of sex, age, and background. To make room for people to encounter God's grace throughout their lives. So come into our space where we welcome real conversations. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Space of Grace podcast. We are so excited to have you on. We have a really dope and special guest. But before we get started, my name is Brya Potter, one of the founders. And I am Shelly Spears, the other founder. So good to have you guys tune in with us today. Yes. So guys, I'm about to represent and share with you who we have on as our special guest, a good brother. Aaron Cobb. Hey. <laughs> hey, brother. Hey. So y'all, I gotta I gotta give a little, you know, intro to my brother here. Tell us. Aaron Cole <laughs> is a Christian rapper and singer from Bristol, Virginia. Aaron has recently been named to Rapzilla's 2016 freshman class, plus one of 16 gospel artists to watch by Essence Magazine and one of five teen rappers to watch by Rapzilla.com. He has been in Christian rap ministry since the age of four with the release of his first album, Jesus is the Rock. He now has six independent projects. He has shared the stage with The Truth, KB, Canton Jones, Social Club, Joshua Rogers, Flame, K-Drama, Ty Trebet, and more. So, y'all, with all that being said, we are so excited to intro in Aaron Cole. Please welcome our special guest. Hey. She came with the Wikipedia page going crazy. Yeah, brother, <laughs> brother, <laughs> brother, <laughs> brother, <laughs> brother, the guy to go hard because you've done a lot and you accomplished a lot. And people need to know who Aaron Cole is. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. No, brother, thank you for coming on and blessing with your presence today. So I know I introduced you, but I'd love for you to share with our listeners what you'd like for them to know about you and your journey with becoming a Christian music artist. So share that with us for a little bit. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I started rapping at three. Uh, You said I was born in Bristol, Virginia, small town in Virginia, um, on the coast of Tennessee. So we had Bristol, Virginia, and Tennessee. Like I, I lived in Virginia, but I went to church in Tennessee. It was one of those days where I crossed wow. the street and I was in Tennessee. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. From there, um, my dad and my uncle. Uh, my dad had a my dad had a, a studio at our house, and my uncle would come in and record. He was a Christian rapper. Um, Different artists would come in and record, but I always made sure I was in my uncle's sessions because I just looked up to him. So um, I started mocking his lyrics. Um, and when I started mocking his lyrics, I was three years old. They uh, they was like, oh, let's give him a song. So they wrote me the Jesus is the Rock song. Um, and uh, yeah, from then, I was just excited about just doing music. Um, but I, you know, I was young, so I didn't really know what I was doing. I just... I was raised in church and I knew about God and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, let's just do music. Let's do it. Um, but when I turned 12, um, that's when I feel like I met God for myself. You know what mm. I'm saying? Because just growing up in church, you like, you know, you know how to do church or you know who God is, but like you got to really have that real encounter with them. So when I was 12, that's when I had my encounter and I was like, oh, this is my calling. This is what I should be doing. Um so I took it seriously. Um, I was like writing, recording every day, doing any show that I could do. 
Um, even if the show was trash, I was doing it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and then about three years later, I'm giving I'm giving the the fast version. We can dig in as we keep going. But then three years later is when uh, I put out this thing called Fifteen. It's a new Fifteen. Um, this EP, and uh, that kind of like opened up things for me. That's what um, Toby heard, and uh, that's when I got signed to Toby. And then the rest is history. So. <laughs> Wow, wow, man. Yeah. So much goodness. <laughs> yeah, we can't, you know, despise uh, the days of small beginnings, you know? Sure. Yeah, and it was very small, very small. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? We didn't really have, we didn't really have no privilege. We didn't really have no, you know, people connected in the inside. It was all just mm-hmm. God and God. Grinding God. That was it. God's favorite. Mm-hmm. Just grinding. I like that. So. Grinding God. And his favorite. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. Right, Let's go. Let's go. Yes. Come on now. Hey, hey now. We're going to sell together because you can sell a little bit more than me. So I'm going to need them sell. <laughs> okay. Uh, I love it, brother. I love it. So yeah. kind of talking about um, small beginnings, but those small beginnings always leads to uh, bigger things, you know, in new chapters, um, yeah. especially when we're obedient um, and God's favor is there. So I wanted you yeah. to share with us uh, the moments leading up to you getting signed by Toby Mac, uh, Goey yeah. Records and becoming a Dove Award winner and two <laughs> times um, a number one billboard charting Christian artist. What was yeah. that like? I bet. Let's dive into it. So, um, before I got signed to Toby, I was actually in a group. Um, it was this rap Christian hip hop group that we did. It only lasted a year. But what happened was when I was 14, um, <clears throat> I was just kind of popping in my area. So, like, different different rappers would, like, try to get connected with me. And uh, mm-hmm. I met a couple rappers at the studio that I started working in. And uh, yeah. you know, I just kind of, I just kind of rocked with them. So we went, we did this like tour, and it was not a tour that you think of now, where everything is all right and we getting paid for everything. It was like we was barely getting paid. We was rapping at church dinners, you know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. type of thing, that type of tour. But just out here grinding. So um, right. we, we we did that together. And the first few shows, you know, it would go one rapper, the next rapper, you know, then me or whatever, mm-hmm. and then. I think about the third or fourth show, um, mm. it got to where we had to rap on stage together. Um, they were mm. like, oh, we don't have a lot of time. So, like, uh, can you guys just rap on stage together and do, like, a couple songs together? And we was like, cool, whatever. Um, and we kind of just start doing the set like that. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't thinking nothing of it. I was just like, okay, this is how we're going to do the tour. Um, but I was working on this album at this time. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> I remember the first guy, one guy was a white guy, um, and he was like, yo, I feel like we should be a group. And uh, mm. me and the other guy was just kind of like, nah, I ain't trying to be in no boy band, bro. I'm cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brother said, nah, y'all. <laughs> nah, I wasn't with it. So um, <laughs> shows go on, shows go on. And then my dad, he was actually the driver. You know what I'm saying? He's been rocking with me forever. So he was like, man, y'all might need to be a group, whatever. Still, again, me and the other dudes like, nah, 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 nah. We ain't trying to be no group. More shows going. The other guy, the other guy's like, yeah, I'm kind of with the group thing, whatever. 
And I'm like, yeah. y'all tripping. Like, <laughs> y'all tripping. I ain't trying to be in no group. I was like, on the album. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was in my whole, like, headspace of, like, I just got what I got going on. This is just a tour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so then we get off the tour. Um, and my dad was like, man, I really feel like this is where God is leading right now. Um, and so I was just like, all right. I trusted my dad. So I'm the type of person that if I'm in something, I give I give everything I got. So yeah. I I gave I gave him dudes my album like the thing that I was working on and I was like all right we in this thing um, and so uh, yeah that only lasted a year wow <laughs> um, it just got to a point of where you know what I'm saying like I told you when I was 12 I was like this is my calling so I took it seriously and the other two guys it was like they liked doing it but like they started missing meetings to play basketball and you know what mm. I'm saying like, doing other things and I'm like nah like. This is this is like my bread and butter. Like this is putting it ain't no plan B. This is, you know, plan A and there's nothing else. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I like that. Um, so um that ended and I remember me and my dad was just hurt because, you know, mm. like I said, we just put our all into it. We put our all into that group. Mm. Um and I was sitting in my room and uh my dad called me in to the living room and he was like, I need you to go in your room and write me a hit. And, uh, of course, at 15, I didn't know what that was, but, you know what I'm saying? I tried. And uh, I wrote that song, 15, and that was the song that um, that Toby heard from me first. And so what happened was there was this guy in our hometown that mm. was friends with Toby. And, like, this whole time I was doing music, he'd be like, yeah, I'm going to show it to Toby. But you know how people are. Like, they ain't showing nothing to nobody. Like, they just doing their thing. So <laughs> he never wow. showed my stuff to Toby. And then... When I was 15, it was just in his CD player, and Toby heard it and was like, who is this? Wow. Call um, me on the spot. So, like, that's how I know it was just, like, God. Like, it was a, you know what I'm saying, divine appointment type thing. Um, mm. Call me on the spot. I remember I was in Chicago. Um, we were in Burlington Coke Factory, and my dad was just smiling and grinning on the phone. I was like, man, who was you talking to? And then he got off the phone. He was like, oh, that's Toby Mack. I'm going to meet you. And I ain't even going to cap. I didn't know who Toby was. Um, you know what I'm saying? I grew up on Kirk and Fred Hammond and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, who's Toby? And then I looked him up and I was like, oh, he lit. I was like, oh, he lit, lit. Bet. So that me <laughs> um, So I met him. Um, and when I met him, uh, we I, I, I watched the show he was doing. And then after we met in his dressing room, like it was my dad, him, and a couple of his band members and his manager or whatever. And uh, he was just talking about how he was getting to know me, but he was just talking about how he, I was 15 at the time, and he said he was saying like he wouldn't put me out until I was 18. Mm. So I'm thinking at this one, I'm like, man, that's in three years. Like I'm ready now. Like you tripping type stuff. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember I had another deal on the table. Um, I won't Ooh. say who the, I won't say who the deal was if. You were following me then. You probably knew who I was signed to, um, but I had signed I had signed that other deal um, because I was just like I'm not waiting for Toby. Um, mm. So I signed that deal. Um, it wasn't it wasn't too well. It, it also only lasted a year, um, <laughs> but in that season, God um, was just showing me like I got to be patient in all of this. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm like, timing. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. So. Um, 
so right as that was wrapping up that last label, Toby reached back out and he was like, basically he was like, man, you done playing around type stuff. <laughs> wow. And, uh, yeah, he was like, I've, I've always felt like you're supposed to be with me, blah, blah, blah. And so I signed with him and then um, I got into the studio and I was just, you know, he had me doing um, different stuff. And people don't know this, but when I dropped um, if I can be honest, I was actually signed to Toby, but he didn't announce me yet. Um, he was just like, I know you have a fan base right now, so I'm going to let you drop a project. So he just let me drop a project, not under his label. Um, and they just helped funded it and stuff like that. So that was really dope. And then just in that time frame of 16-ish to 18, I had mm-hmm. learned so much and like didn't, you know, but they say, like, you don't know what you don't know. And mm-hmm. like, I learned so much. And this guy was just molding me. Like, um, my dad my dad was discipling me, like, just kicking me, kicking me in the stomach. Like, you need to get better at this. You need to get better at this. You need to get better at this. And I was like, oh, man. Like, damn, yeah. I'm going to beat up. Um, but it was all for a purpose. Um, so then... I know I'm talking a lot, so I'm trying to get through it. Oh. No, shit, shit, you're hard. You're good. You're good. Um, but then, so then it gets to about a couple years again at this time. Like, things are things are going well. I'm just, you know, I'm doing shows because, if I can be honest, it's doing pretty well um, and stuff like that. And uh, I'm, I, just, I think I just turned 18, but I didn't have a song yet. Um so I was still like, I was still just in the tuck. Like nobody knew I was signed to Toby yet. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I remember um, there was this girl, right? And I started talking to this girl and my dad was like, I talked to my dad about it. And my dad was like, you don't think this is coincidence? Like right when you about to, you know what I'm saying? Go that, you know, you get this girl or whatever. Mm. And, of course, at this time, I'm not thinking about that. You know, I'm young. I'm like, whatever. Mm. So I get into this relationship with this girl. Long story short, <laughs> it was definitely an attack from the enemy. Mm. Yo, yo. Um, bro, we can we can have a whole podcast on just that relationship. Um, Distractions, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, we'll get you back, Aaron. Don't say that now. We will get you back. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure, it was crazy. We, had, bro, it was crazy for real. All right, now you can get me back for sure. We can have a whole co- uh, podcast about relationships. I've been learning. Yo, stuff, let's so. do it, bro. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm gonna just speed up to the end. So. During the whole relationship, it was just kind of like a toxic relationship. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the parent, her parents were not really, like, fond of me for some reason. I don't know. They just had a lot of trust issues themselves. And, like, I would be on the road and, like, they would be, like, stalking me and being like, oh, why yeah. do you stay high to this girl or some junk? And I'm like, man, I'm just a nice person. I'm taking pictures with my fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was crazy. Wow. Uh-uh. Yeah. So it got to towards the end. And at this time, I'm just like. I'm blinded, you know what I'm saying? You're you're in the relationship and you're just you're just blinded because you're mm. you have this feeling of what you think, you know what I'm saying, love is. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like yeah. Google things that you know not really love. Um so right, that infatuation. Right, the infatuation phase of like, mm-hmm. man, it ain't really love, you know what I'm saying? You ain't been through nothing, you just, you know, hype because they cute or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. So um yeah so it's the towards the end of the relationship I'm just blinded my dad's like 
you need to get out of this relationship. And uh, wow. I'm just like, nah, I'm not hearing it. I wasn't really hearing it. Um, and I remember, you know, I'm still living in his house at this point. So he's like, you need to take a break from her. So he makes me take a break from her. But of course, you know what I'm saying? I ain't really take a break. I'm sneaking around. Um, text, sneaking, texting her, whatever. And uh, of course, he finds out. He's like, I told you to take a break from blah, blah, blah. <laughs> of um, course they do. <laughs> of course, mm-hmm. always find of out. course oh, they do. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, so boom. This is, I would never forget this, like, four days of my life because it was just absolutely crazy. Um, I was in Orlando, um, and there were, I had, I was about to perform at Rock the Universe. Um, and when I was about to perform at Rock the Universe, it was actually, it was a hurricane coming. And so people were, people were scared. They were like, oh, I think they're going to cancel whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but this whole time, my dad's just really talking to me about like, son, like you really need to think about like not being with her, like things are about to get crazy for you, da 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 da. And I'm like I said, I'm not in my right mind. I'm just blinded. I'm blinded in a relationship. I'm like, no, she didn't really do nothing to me. It's really just her parents and all this stuff. Like that's the stuff I'm telling in my head. Um, yeah. I'm not seeing that this is like an attack from the enemy to like stop everything that I got going on. Mm. Um, so, wow. I remember I'm telling him like, oh. Yeah, I'm not texting her anymore. Like, I, I've been chilling, but I'm texting her while I'm up there, type thing. <laughs> like, just yeah. straight sneaking. Mm, um, right. And uh, we go out. We go out to eat with one of um, my dad's friends that's up there, and he was a fashion designer. And right before we got out, went out to eat, we found out that the show the next day was canceled. Wow. So the next day we were driving back to Bristol. We were going to drive back to Bristol because the hurricane was coming. We were like, we got to get out of here. So mm-hmm. he hits up his friend. He's like, yo, the show's canceled. We're leaving tomorrow. Like, let's get up. So boom, I go out to eat with them. Um, Again, he's a fashion designer. So my dad's talking to him like, oh, like you, we need to, you know, uh, get you an errand so you can like help him with some style, some style stuff, whatever. Um, and uh, while they're talking, I'm just at the table texting her, you know what I'm saying? And uh, <laughs> I remember uh, my dad, my dad was like, yeah, he needs you to um, help him. And he was like, he's like, oh, let me see your Instagram. So I give, oh. him, my, so I give him my phone, right? I give him my Uh-oh. phone. And um, it was like, right as I gave him my phone, um, the girl had texted and he said her name out loud. And he was like, yeah. oh, Shorty's texting, you know what I'm saying? Like he don't know anything. <laughs> he don't know nothing, but he, he don't know you nothing. out. We can't your business, bro. So, you out. <laughs> so man, I just remember, bro. I just remember getting like scared, and my dad just looked at me, shook his uh-huh. head. You know what I'm saying? So I already knew what was going on. I was like, oh, it's about to be crazy. So, give me my phone back. Me and my dad walk into the car. You know what I'm saying? He light me up, yelling at me, whatever. Boop, 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 boop. Um. Go to sleep that night. Wake up the next day. Uh, we have a ten hour drive back to Virginia. He don't. My dad don't talk to me the first five hours. Right. Wow. Um, <laughs> we stop. We, yeah. we, he mad. Yeah. Big mad. Big black mad. Black father mad. Black daddy. Black father mad. Man. <laughs> no cap. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, um, I mean, we stop at a gas station like five, five or six hours in. And uh, he's talking to my mom on the phone. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with your son. He's still talking to this girl, da-da-da-da-da. 
So boom, he gets off the phone with my mom, and he's like, he's like, son, I didn't know what you gonna do. He was like, cause if you still stay with this girl, you still, you know, blinded by the situation. I just see your whole situation just going tank. And he was like, I'm gonna always be your dad, but I can't be a part of ministry with you if I'm seeing where it's going and you're not trusting me where it's going. So mm-hmm. I remember that. That's when it was like a gut. It was like a gut punch because then it was like, oh, you talking about you talking about my music? Like you talking about my thing that I know I'm supposed to be doing, right? And so, um, that was all he said to me. So the next like four hours, it was still no talking. Um, mm. And so I'm just at this point, I'm just thinking like, okay, like I'm talking to God, like um, all this. And uh, I remember we get back, I go to sleep, wake up the next day. Um, my family, my family had went out, um, so I'm just at the crib by myself. And uh, I remember I started praying, but I was like, I was like yelling at God. I was like, God, I need to know now if I need to be with her. Like, mm. I don't need to wait no 40 days or 40 nights. Like, I need you to know. I need to know now. Like, quit playing on me type thing. Yeah. As um, soon as I said amen, I got a call from a producer that hadn't like talk to me since I was like 14. Again, I'm like 17, 18 at the time. Yeah. Um, so I talked to him like three, four years. And he called me and I was like, yo, what's up, bro? Whatever. He was just like, yo, what's up? He was like, man, he's like, I know we ain't talked in a minute, but I had a dream about you last night. And I just had to tell you like what I saw in this dream. He was like, God wouldn't let me like not call you. He was like, cause I definitely was like, oh, I ain't talked to him in a minute. I can't tell him this dream. Um, so he called me mm. and he said, in the dream, you were building a wall. And he was like, mm. on the other side of the wall was everything that you worked for your entire career. And he was like, so I don't know if you're messing with some girl or what. He was like, but whatever that is, bro, like, you got to stop because you, you it's a wall, like, blocking from where you're about to go. Um, yo. Bro. Yo. Yo, 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 yo. Wow. So I'm like, oh. Oh, my gosh. Nah. Um, So still, I'm like. Right, right. But still, I'm like, you know, I'm young. So I'm like, "Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just a coincidence. You know what I'm saying? I'm still done. One more sign. One more sign. That's how we are. We we be ignoring God's signs when he be, like, right there. So You're right. I done did that too many times. Now. Right, right. We be doing yeah. that. So, all right, all right, whatever. Boom. Mind you, my mom has kind of like low key been on our side the whole time, been like, look, if y'all supposed to be together, y'all gonna be together, like, whatever. You so just need to be with your cheerleader. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and she's like, but you need to listen to what your dad say before he kill you. That was my mom's side. You know what yo, I'm saying? Yo, um, right, so, right. as soon as I get off the phone with this producer, my mom texted me and was like, son, you need to break up with her, right? Yeah. Mm. And I'm, I'm thinking, again, I'm ignoring signs. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, she just with my dad. He, like, convinced her at this point. Like, whatever. Yo, brother um, trying to hold on. Bro, hold on. So, <laughs> so I remember they came back. My family came back. Um and I was just like, yo, can I go for a drive? I asked my dad. I was like, can I go for a drive? Whatever. And he was just like, whatever. Yeah, go. So I started driving. And I called my mentor. Um, his name is EJ. 
been my spiritual mentor for a while now. And uh, I was just like, man, I remember as soon as he picked up the phone, he was like, yo, what's up, bro? And I was just like, man, I'm about to move out of my parents' house and I'm about to move to Nashville and I'm about to say, forget all this and just be with this girl, right? I'm being crazy. Like, I'm just being dumb at this point. Um, And my spiritual mentor was like, bro, as you've been posting her, as you've I've seen her, I just known that you're not supposed to be with her. Like this is tag of the enemy, whatever. So no. when he said that, I'm like, all right, that's three. That's three strikes you're out. So I'm like, I'm gonna just do it. I'm gonna just do it by faith, whatever. And he was like, bro, there's so much God want to take you. And you know, mm. again, my mind is just wrapped in like into this relationship. Now, granted, I do relationships way better now, so don't judge me. Anybody that's listening to this podcast, but I'm in, I'm in the relationship and I'm just thinking like, man, I'm just tied. It's like, it's almost like a tie just because I've just been with this girl and it's like all ooey gooey. Like, you know what I'm saying? What, like I said before, what you think is love type thing. You don't have a relationship though, so give yourself grace, brother. For sure, for sure, for sure. And so I'm just thinking, like, man, I'm tight at this point. And he's like, my spiritual mentor, he's just trying to like encourage me, like, yo, there's so much that God has for you. Like, you're about to be like, what what God's about to do with you is about to be so crazy. Like, you, it's going to take some sacrifices and some things that you don't understand right now. And I was just like, Mm. I remember I was like, man, I better become Michael Jackson doing this. You know what I'm saying? so i came home i yeah. came down like, all right i'm gonna just break up with it whatever and so um he was like he was like what makes you want to do it now and i was like i prayed and god sent me like three four signs so i was like i'm gonna just do it and uh he was like he was like well i'm glad you finally see he was like, i'm glad you finally you know listening he was like i just talked to your granddad now granted my granddad ain't been in this at all. You know what I'm saying? Like my oh, granddad. Not the granddad. Uh-uh. Like, my granddad. My granddad has been in his corner, or whatever. And he, he was like, I talked to your granddad. And <laughs> I talked to your granddad. And he said that if he don't, if tell Aaron that if he don't leave her, the storm that comes with not listening to God is gonna be so much that he he's gonna feel like he can't handle it. And I was no. like, Ah, bro, when I told you I pull out the parking lot so fast, bro, Yo. <laughs> I dipped. So, boom. Yo. So, boom. I broke up with her, right? I went and broke up with her. No lie. Mm-hmm. And this is this is no cap. Like, I'm not capping with y'all. I broke up with her. Couple weeks later, I was going, at this time, I was going back and forth to Nashville to write songs. And at this point, I'm getting upset because, you know what I'm saying, I'm 18 and, like, I just can't get a song that Toby wants to put out. Yeah. Two weeks later, after I broke up with her, I go to Nashville, and then that's when I write right on time. Wow. So I wrote right on time, which is my first number one billboard, and Toby was like, this is the song. He's like, we're going out. I get put out as an artist, and the rest is history. That's that's how I am, where I am now. Like, Yo. Wow. Yo, yo, Aaron, this yo brother, this is so much to take in. I know. <laughs> wow, your story's so beautiful, man. Hey, I man. think that yeah. the greatest focus is 
what happens when we run from God's plans, just right. like Jonah? I was just yeah. about to say, you was Come not on. going to Nineveh. Right. You, he wasn't going to Nineveh, man. God was like, brother, I need you to go to Nineveh. But how hard right. is over here, you know? know? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I was definitely Jonah out here. <laughs> yes, but see, God had grace for Jonah. God, like, God grace, had grace bro. for you, right? Man, he God came for your loved ones to protect yeah, you because absolutely. he does that. He loves you so much that he yeah. wants his full plan to yeah. come to pass for you, Aaron. Yeah. And God saw your future with that girl before you did. He knew what's going to happen. Whatever and that was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It, Whatever that was going to be. It's, it's funny because it's like, we be thinking like, of course we have free will, but at the end of the yeah. day, man, like God's plan and God's will is always going to get done. Like it's always going to get done at the end of the day. And that's something that we can put our trust in because, God's will and God's plan is always going to get done. Like, and that for me, it's like, I always remind myself of that, of like, even though I'm done, even though I'm dumb at times, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I make mistakes. I have this natural, you know, nature of myself. That's the flesh of me. Um, I know in the end, like, bro, God's plan is going to be done and he loves me. And as long as I stay close to him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. His plan is always going to be fulfilled. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. Bro. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. No, you're absolutely right. As long as we stay, you know, close to God. Yeah. Like he will, I mean, he even said, like, we might have plans. We might plan our ways, but, you know, he directs our steps. Yeah. Um, he so, also makes our crooked path straight. <laughs> for sure. And so it's like, as long as we're in tune with him, we're following him. Um even though it gets difficult, because sometimes I think we just get blinded by the feelings, no matter what it is, it could be relationship um, or something else that catches our eye and catches our attention, um, yeah. you know, that kind of distracts us from the path. Like we can be so overwhelmed by, I love how Brian pointed out, because I was just about to point out it too, was like, God will do anything to get your attention. Yeah. He will do anything to get our attention to tell us that basically he loves us. He loves us to know that he does not want us to ruin our lives because we are so, I feel like consumed by the shiny thing, so to speak, whatever that distraction is. Um, I think that's so, I think that's so important uh, for us to just kind of keep in mind whatever season that, you know, our listeners might find themselves in like, pay attention, I feel like, to the patterns, <laughs> to yeah. the same patterns. And when you're asking God for one thing, and then you see a pattern developing in your life for of either responding to what you're saying, um, either you don't want to face it, you're in denial, yeah. or you just can't get past the thoughts or the emotions behind it. Like, just keep in mind that, you know, God only has a plan A. Mm, yeah. like he will only go back to plan A. That's he correct. will do whatever he can do to keep you from yeah. going to your plan B, C, D, A, um, because right, he right, will right. always bring you back to plan A. Yeah, that's good. You preaching. You preaching. So good. 
So good. Yes, sisters preaching. <laughs> so, you know, Erin, you, you share so much, you know, how you had ups and downs in regards to your success. There's been some challenges, but some beautiful moments. And so, you know, I'd like to kind of swing a little bit to a different direction because mm-hmm. I know this may have been a challenge for you. And I'd like to kind of see your your, your thoughts on it. But as yeah. a Christian artist who is relevant, so relevant, has yeah. it been difficult to stay true to yourself? Have you ever felt any pressure to become more mainstream or even a secular music artist? Walk us through that. Yeah. Um, so definitely, I would say to answer your question, yes, I've definitely, yeah. it's been hard to just stay true to who I know I'm supposed to be and what the music I'm supposed to be making. And I'll tell you why is because in the Christian music industry, um, <clears throat> <laughs> it's it's divided up into sections, right? Mm-hmm. You got gospel, you got CCM, then you got CHH, right? Um, yeah. And so, I kind of fall, I kind of fall into this middle place of where you know what I'm saying I make songs with gospel people, make songs with gospel artists. You know, I have gospel elements in my in my music with choirs and stuff like that. Um, I have songs like right on time and stuff like that, but I'm signed to a CCM label, but then I'm also a rapper and I'm also make, you know, urban music. So I'm getting, I'm in the CHH room too. Um, And so it's like for CHH, it's like, (laughs) oh, he made, he makes, he makes some pop songs or whatever. So he's not really over here. So I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't really need like any help or any push from us. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm. like that's like the CHH industry. CCM industry is like, oh, he's kind of to rap for us. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever. And to be honest, too black for us. <laughs> um, mm. And so then I go into you know the gospel, and I'm I'm not really like that gospel just because you know gospel music is like speaking in tongues on records and junk. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that's not me. Um, and so um, it's, I'm just, I find myself always like just in this middle place of like, I'm trying to figure it out. And that like, bro, it's tough because when you look at, when you look at some mainstream artists, it's like, they're almost able to do whatever they want to do. If they want to make an album about about God, it's like, oh, everybody gravitates to that, and they're like, oh my God, he's he's saved. Like he made an album about God that cusses in it, but he's saved. Like we all good, you know what I'm saying? And then they can go and make another album about, you know, smashing girls and junk like that, and everybody mm-hmm. loves that. Everybody loves that. They're like, oh, we love that. Right. Blah, blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but just a person that's trying to rap and sing at the same time and just make music you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that is you know true to myself because i just feel like honestly true to myself is i i i make songs that where i sing in it I make songs mm-hmm. where i rap in it I, I make songs where i do both in it like that's just i feel like what god's called me to be um yeah so it's just tough I, I know i'm rambling but it's like it's just no tough no it's good like, yeah. yo man like i can't get no love from here i can't get no love from here or here so what mm-hmm. i'm I, I just find myself a lot just getting into a mentality of like, all right, forget all y'all. Like I'm just doing my thing. <laughs> and so yeah. I don't want to be in that hard space either because it's like, I want to help people. I want to, you know what I'm saying? With the position that I'm in. Um, so it is, it is tough to wrestle with. So um, you can't please everyone though. You know? Yeah. 
for sure. How, like, how could you even? <laughs> That's yeah, tough. For sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I hope that answered your question. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did. Like, yeah, you were just real and authentic and vulnerable. And we yeah. definitely appreciate you going that deep yeah. with us because, you know, I've been following you, Aaron, for since, you know, you, you pretty much started. And yeah. it's yeah. beautiful to see you know, you really trying to stay true to who you are. You are so yeah. multidimensional. You have so many different gifts and talents. Yeah. I mean, Aaron, you can't fit into a mold. I'm yeah. just sorry, you can't. And yeah. I know, though, that had to be, like you said, a challenge because the world always wants to put you in some categories. Yeah. But you can't fit in a category. And there's purpose and reason behind that because guess what? God wanted to do something different with you period uh-huh. and it was so evident when god showed me you like I, I i like i told you aaron beforehand before the podcast you know you know really trying to find some dope christian artists and you yeah. know just enjoy the music you were the first you were the first christian rapper that i found and it was nothing but god yeah. because your music was so dope you wouldn't you couldn't really you could tell the difference of course in the lyrics which is powerful yeah. but the beats were fire you brought the fire just like the top <laughs> artists they like lil wayne drake whatever yeah. you you yeah. brought that fire man you you brought that yeah. fire but with the fire came you being true to yourself And so I just know that our listeners will be encouraged, but I also want to encourage you to stay true to yourself because as you are, you're, you're accepted by God first and foremost. Yeah. And then anybody else who your music is meant for that God created you for going to think you just fine the way you are not fitting in any boxes. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you just have this humility about you. Even when I met you in person at Darien Lake with your father, you were just so humble. Um, yeah. And Thank it was just, it was nice to see. And I, and I still see that humility in you mm-hmm. even years later with even more success coming down your belt. So yeah, I'm just, you know, sending, sending back thankful. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been yeah. A, Thank you for that. Cause it's, it's been a journey. Like <laughs> I feel my, I feel like, like you, we're make, we make music for people to say like, how good it is. Like, that's not why we make music, but like with making music, people always are going to say like how yeah. great your music is and stuff like that. So it's easy for that to like, just go through, go to your head. And definitely for a minute, I, I kind of did like this whole um, um, episode series of talking about it because like leading up to the dove and like right after the dove, like I was just feeling myself a lot. I was just like, Oh yeah. Like, all these people had everything to say about me, you know what I'm saying? And let's, if mm-hmm. we just talk about the dub, like I was the only hip hop artist to ever win the dub. So like everybody Amazing. expected me not to win. You feel me? Like everyone, yeah. everyone at the dub awards was like, we're so excited that you were nominated, but no one thought I was about to win. You feel me? Mm, um, come on. And so for me to win, and just like all, like what I was telling y'all before of like, I don't fit here, I don't fit here, I don't fit here. Um, and having all these people that's in this CCM thing um, that, you know, are having success in CCM and people are just looking at them and like, oh yeah, no, they're going to win because they're on a bigger label, they're on a bigger this. Um, you have you had Kalante, which is my boy, he, you know, he's very much so killing it in gospel, people love him. And then you just had little old me that's just doing his thing, has his fan base, has his people that, you know, rock with him. And no one thought I was about to win. So for me to win, I was just like, man, I felt, bro, I felt on top of the world, bro. Like, I ain't even going to cat with you. So afterwards, it just took took a lot of, you know, I have 
like before I just have a, a team of people around me that just keep that keep me humble. And so I immediately like just started to get myself back right. Um, but yeah, it's that's that's one of my like things that's been a journey of like, man, just trying to stay humble and all this because as accolades and just things come and like when yeah. you face adversity, you just wanna bro, our flesh is to stunt on people. I just be, I just wanted to stunt. I ain't even gonna cap mm-hmm. with you. Like yeah. I wanna stunt on everyone, but it's like that's not really what it's for. Like I mm-hmm. really right. I really won that award to like show people like God allowed me to win that award to show that man that was a God thing and only God could do that. You feel me? Because yeah. if yeah. anyone else wanted to be like, yeah, they had a bigger label. Yeah, they had a bigger this. Yeah, they did this. But with me winning, mm-hmm. it's like, dang, that was God. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I feel like that's what God looks to do. Like God does things where he gets the glory. Like, and so I just feel like and I try to remind myself of that all the time. It's like, man, God's just using me. So in all of this, man, he gets the glory in the end. And so that's another thing that just keeps me humble. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Of course, brother. Just just speaking the truth and uh, just glad to get to know more of your story. Um, that really just goes back to who you are. You know, you're a man after God's own heart, just trying to to do his will. And you knew from the beginning that this was your calling and you just yeah. not stopping. And there's things that have been trying to come in your way and your path because the enemy wants to throw you off from, you know, achieving what God desires you to do on this yeah. earth for his kingdom. But he didn't prevail. Here you are now better than ever. <laughs> so yeah. just, just, just be encouraged, brother. You know, don't don't keep keep on moving. Don't yeah. give up. Keep on moving, cause we hey, you know your fans over here like me now on the show. We need you to keep moving now. We need yeah. you to use it. We need thank your you. heart. Don't let us come for you now. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Okay. I appreciate that for sure. For sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like any advice um, that you'd give to aspiring Christian music artists. Mm. Yeah. Um, don't do it. No, I'm just playing. But nah, I think I would say one, man, know that this is something that God is calling you to. Um, because I feel like, I feel like people just, they see, they see people that's in, they're Christians and they just see people that's making music and, um, have uh, some type of fame in, yeah. in the Christian industry, and they just desire for that. Um, but it's like when you desire from that, once you get it, like once you get that fame, it's like, all right, what now? Um, and so if if that's the only thing that's driving you, like you'll start. Like I've just saw a bunch of friends in the past, like they they just desired the fame. So when they got that, and they got people that's looking at them, they just they just fall off, or they're like. Oh, they start questioning their Christianity because of, you know, getting how they're getting treated in the industry and stuff like that. Um, and I want you to know, too, like coming into this industry, just because this is a Christian industry doesn't mean that people that ain't out here shady, bro. Like, mm, come on, you're going to have to face some things where you're going to feel like, man, like this is the Christian industry. And I honestly, I'll be feeling like and I haven't been in the mainstream industry, but what I hear from because I have some mainstream friends, it's like, man dealing with people in the Christian industry is almost tougher than dealing people in the mainstream industry because it's like mm. you got you got people that's, you know, cussing you out and you know what I'm saying, wilding. 
that's claiming themselves to be Christian and using God to be like, oh, no, nah, like yeah. I'm rebuking you type junk. And it's like, bro, right. instead of like in the mainstream, it's like they just keeping it real. If you fire, you fire. If you're not, you're not. And they just keeping it going. You know what I'm saying? So that's another thing I was saying. Like, don't expect this just to be easy um, mm. because it's a Christian industry. You know what I'm saying? Come and on. Don't, and, don't, and don't treat your music as like, it doesn't matter how good that I am because it's for God. It's like, nah, like you should be wanting to give your all for, for God. So why are you not working on your craft? Why are you not, you know what I'm saying? Practicing. Why are you not rehearsing? Why are you not doing this? It's not just about like, Oh, I'm doing this for God. So cool. 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 Yeah. That's great. Yeah. We're doing it for God. Make a joyful noise. But if you really, you know what I'm saying? Saying that you want to do this, man, I feel like you need to take, you need to take it serious and you need to work in excellence because our God is a God of excellence. And uh, Amen. you can't be out here, you know, at shows out of breath and not doing anything because you ain't rehearsed and you ain't did nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, um, right. yeah, that's I, I can go on that for days. But that's just three. That's just three, you know, good little points. <laughs> No, thank you. We take it, man. I'm sure those out there who are listening who do aspire to be a Christian music artist uh, yeah. will definitely take a lot from your wisdom and your insight yeah. from your own experiences. So that's perfect, man. That's dope. Yeah. So, I mean, this was amazing, Aaron. This was just full and so dense and full of life. And yeah. so we thank you for coming on. And so as we close, we'd love for you to share, you know, what areas in your life have you had to offer yourself grace, especially throughout your journey of being in the music industry as a Christian? And yeah. then how can our, our uh, listeners find you on social media? Yeah. Um, so I feel like I touched on that a lot. Um, <laughs> just with the whole situation with the girls, like, man, I had to give myself grace. Of like, man, like I was really trying to mess up your plan, just trying to do what I was, you know, wanted to do. Um, yeah. yeah. So in that um, situation with girls and stuff like that. But then also just in pride, like pride is a pride is a thing that you just struggle with. Like I said, in this in this industry and making music, period. Um, and so I've just man, like I've been trying just to just keep my heart in check because I'm honestly I've just seen like some of the idols and that I've looked up to before that's done Christian hip hop or whatever, like just to see them fall because of like moral things of like. This always scared me because I don't want to be that person for somebody else. Like, I don't want to be like somebody that's looking up to me now. And, you know, they start questioning their faith or they start questioning what they do because I'm, you know, in this position of where I let them down because I'm doing something morally, you know, wrong. And it's like, mm. man, sometimes I be having to give myself grace because I'm like, bro, yes, I am, I am just a human, like, just like everyone else. But it's also like, they say much is given, much is required. So um, I try to have like a good balance of like knowing that like, nah, like God has called me to this and he's called me to, you know, a higher standard. Um, but also at the same time, it's like I have to give myself grace because if not, I will start just doubting myself and thinking, mm. like, man, what if I'm the next person that just falls off and like causes somebody else to stumble? Um, right. So, yeah. Uh, I hope that answers your question. Again. That's I so good. Think. No, that's that's really good. <laughs> uh, dope. Um, but yeah, um, you can follow me. Um, I am Aaron Cole on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, my website, IamAaronCole.com. Um, yeah, I just dropped two new singles a couple weeks ago. Yes, you uh, did. 
And uh, I'm just looking to drop some more stuff this year, some more singles and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm just out here working. So thank you guys for having me on, for real. Thank you for yeah. being on. And y'all thank you. Take a listen at Aaron Cole. Yes, you yeah. do. Follow and his music. Couple, do what you got to do. <laughs> yes, y'all don't want to miss out on this brother's music and who he is as a person. So uh, go check him out. Aaron Cole, thank you so much. And just blessed to have you on today. So thank you again for your time, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. We hope that you enjoyed that episode and will continue to make room and space for grace. Make sure to subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. You can connect with us by going to our Milkshake account at msha.ke slash space of grace podcast, where you'll find our Instagram, Facebook, website, and ways to listen to Space of Grace. Don't forget to tune in every Monday. It's going to be dope.